listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Amigos, it is another edition of the Sports Hangover. Welcome to Tuesday, July 19th edition. Nick Saban has opened. SEC Media Days number two has kicked off today. We'll chat a little bit about that. Some college football notes here and there, especially when it comes to a CBS Sports report about Notre Dame. And it's a question I want to throw out there. I'd even talk to the graduate about making this a question of the day. But, I mean, it's just something about Notre Dame that I'd like to, you know, toss your way and see if you either – um, agree or not. I don't even say agree or not, just kind of where you stand on it. And it has to do with what Notre Dame is asking um, NBC. So we'll touch on that here in a quick second. As yesterday, again, the Commissioner Greg Sankey of the SEC saying no urgency to expand beyond 16 schools just yet. Uh, we'll see if any of that changes or not as everything progresses. Tomorrow, is Southland Conference Media Days, as every conference is having their media days here. Uh, ESPN New Orleans is going to be in Lake Charles. Jeff and Mr. Jerry Gisclair, our owner, will be there in person. Team coverage, I'll be over in La Rose. So we will have several coaches and players from several schools. We'll give you the lineup as soon as I can get it from them as we set everything up. Um but uh, we'll have that in and out of the show, mostly tomorrow, focusing on that. Coach Rebo and the Colonels, of course, and then what Southeastern did last year as well. I mean, just kind of like baseball, even basketball. I mean, conference is so competitive, and it comes down towards the end of the year. So we'll talk to some coaches. We'll talk to some players. All of that tomorrow. So that is the focus. So I'm going to take my Wednesday show and make it today's show on Tuesday. So Scott Prather from ESPN Lafayette is going to join us coming up here at 1230 at 12:15, next segment we'll kick things off with or should i say hit or lead things off there we go lead off man get it baseball tim grubbs you know him voice of the wind uh wind surge and as he says we, we just skip over the baby cakes former voice of your new orleans efforts um it's major league baseball all-star night so we'll talk about the top storylines of the first half of the season second half of the season Last night's home run derby. Did, 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 did you watch him? Um, yesterday, Soto, uh, winning. And what's interesting about it, that I was talking about it with, with Jordan earlier today. So Juan Soto beats the Mariners rookie, Julio Rodriguez. The Mariners are a story. We'll get into that next segment with, uh, touch em all Timmy Grubbs about the winning streak that they're in and things of that nature. But, so he won a million dollars yesterday for, you know, doing that. What's incredible to me is something that he did, though, earlier, I think of the weekend or Monday, I guess. I don't know. No, because yesterday was Monday. I lost track of days. Anyway, it was over the weekend. He plays for the Washington Nationals. Again, this is for people that maybe don't, 
follow baseball anymore or whatever. But the Washington Nationals, he's, you know, be a free agent. They'd like him to stick around and be their franchise player. So they offered him a 15-year deal, $440 million contract extension. That would have averaged about 29 a year for 15 years. Like the NBA, Major League Baseball contracts are guaranteed. Um, he turned it down. Now, he could have turned it down perhaps because he wants more than 440. Maybe he doesn't want it over 15. Maybe he wants a 5 to 7 or 10 year deal. I, I don't know. Um, but needless to say, a lot of people have been talking about that. <laughs> The, uh, what is it, the Mega Lottery or whatever, the, the one that is on Tuesday today, what is it, 568 or something like that? It's half a billion dollars. Um, he's just shy of that. Remember the New Orleans, uh, Hornets were sold to Tom Benson for $300 million. This man turned down 440. <laughs> it really is incredible. Look, again, you can look at this and say, look, that's just what it is. That's the going rate. That's what I, I'm, I'm just saying it's part of the problem why I think baseball has a problem with viewership. And there's a handful of reasons, and I'll ask uh Tim his thoughts here, too. And we'll take your phone calls, 800-998-1003 as well, because I, I look at this and go, um, you know, again, I go to the, the have and have nots. You know, we'll go through the standings, and then we'll go through, essentially, the payroll. And... It the gap is just unbelievable, right? You have the Dodgers highest team payroll, two hundred and sixty million. Two hundred and sixty million. That that's where they are, the Dodgers. And uh the All Star game, by the way, is in Los Angeles, so you know, there you go. But that's where they are, the Dodgers. And when you look at the National League, they have Remarkably, the best record, 60 and 30. You look at the Mets, second highest payroll in Major League Baseball at 259, just shy of your Los Angeles Dodgers. They apparently had had enough ownership. Time to win again. The Dodgers are in second place of the National League overall, right, with 58 wins. Dodgers 60, the Mets have 58. Um. The Braves are third in the National League. They have the ninth highest payroll at 179. Yankees, they're third at 250. Phillies, 233. The Padres, 217. Red Sox, 203. So when you look at the American League, in first place, the New York Yankees. So, I mean, again, that's why the Seattle Mariners are an interesting story. 51 wins right now, fourth best win total. In the um, the American League, and Seattle's the twenty second highest payroll at one hundred seven. But look, two sixty was where the Dodgers are first in Major League Baseball. The Baltimore Orioles, which again is also another story, as even if you follow Ben McDonald, former Tiger pitcher, former Oriole pitcher, um, tweeting about their rise, they're dead last at thirty forty five million dollars. The A's, 48, Guardian, 67, poor Joey. Poor Joey. Felt like just yesterday the 
That's right. Cleveland against Chicago in the World Series. Now they're, they're spending 67 million. Uh, Tim Grubbs is Pirates at 68 million. The Marlins 82. But again, just, I mean, that's, that's not even a chasm. That's like from here to the moon, isn't it? 45 million dead last in spending is Baltimore. And you have the Dodgers at 260 million. I mean, that is, that is astronomically in a different level. Isn't it? It's pretty incredible. Baltimore's 500 right now, 46 and 46. So I, I guess you can look at it that it doesn't matter. I just, I just, again, my opinion, me being a fan, I just really wish there was a, a salary cap like the NFL. Um, I, I'd even say go NBA-ish. We can go into the luxury tax. It's capped. You can only go so far into luxury territory. So the teams that want to spend more can, but it's to a, a point. I, I just, 260 to 45 is, I mean, again, a gargantuan gap, right? So anyway, we'll talk with Tim Grubbs about Major League Baseball. And did you watch the Home Run Derby? Are you watching tonight the All-Star Game? I know for me it used to be must-watch. Um I guess I'll get to it after I put the kid down and whatever. I just kind of where I am right now. I it probably is part of the reason because my cubbies are. Let me scroll third from last place in the National League overall, baby. That's right. The Reds are one game worse, thirty four wins. The Nationals are thirty uh, are dead last in the National League with thirty one wins. The Cubbies got thirty five. So you know, yes, it's where I'm at with my Chicago Cubs. Scott, don't even, I, you're in the middle. You're in the middle with 50 and 44. Let's see what your payroll is. What are those Redbirds? 12th in Major League Baseball, 159. The league average, by the way, is 147 is the league average. So, um, again, I, I, I just imagine the world where let's say that's, that, that would be the salary cap. And what I love about the NFL and the NBA, you have to spend that money. You have to spend that. Like you have to. Like the Jags and them can't say, hey, we're not we're not going. You have to spend a certain percentage of that money. You basically have to spend the cap. You know, you can't have Baltimore saying, now we're good at 45. If the cap would be 147 and everyone has to spend at least 140, I, I Major League Baseball I think would be awesome for me. That's me. But anyway, neither here or there. I'd love to hear your opinion uh, on, on even if you watch baseball, I think now, uh, compared to where it used to be. But... We can talk a little bit about that coming up at 1230 with Scott. We'll touch on a handful of different stories. I, I thought it was interesting yesterday. Tom Brady, I, I keep saying this. I know he's in the division now, but I'm just comparing and contrasting Patriot Tom and Buccaneer Tom. And the just personalities, great. I, I loved yesterday the list for top 10 receivers in Madden came out and what was interesting was Jamar Chase is not in the top ten. Say what you want. Um, he tweeted at Jamar Chase. Jamar's like, I'm just going to work harder, and you know, next year maybe I'll make the list. Tom Brady tweets a screenshot of Patriots quarterback. <laughs> Didn't even have his picture. <laughs> and he tweets that, don't worry about it. You know, Didn't even have me in the game my second year kind of funny again i just i i love that i i just i love the personality like i didn't think about that man um but yeah tom brady was not in the game in the second year 
with the New England Patriots. So it's kind of interesting and funny with that. By the way, in case you're wondering, your New Orleans Saints, uh, they're receiving rating. So that, that was out yesterday as well. And I thought it was, it was interesting. The highest rated receiver they have is Michael Thomas at 90. Now, Chad Ochocinco, did you, did you see what Chad Johnson tweeted yesterday? Little expletive laden, uh, get you up kind of tweet about Michael Thomas getting ready to show people who he is. So again, I, if he's half of what he was the last time he played a full season with the receivers he has, and the defense he has and all that stuff, I just, I, can you just be half as good? You don't need to be the record setter this year. I'd love that. It'd be fantastic. And I think it's going to help him that he has additional players that can help him. But Michael Thomas is at 90. Uh, Jarvis Landry is next with 83. These are Saints receivers and their Madden ratings. And you know, this is important. DeAndre Hardy, 77. This one did surprise me. They got Chris Olave at 76 behind Deontay Hardy. Marquez Callaway, Traquan Smith, 76. You can make as many jokes about that as you want me. Traquan being drafted, Callaway not. They're the same rating. Who would you rather? I, again, I, the fact that Callaway went into the season last year as the number one receiver and has probably played more games. I don't, anyway, so that's that's your Madden ratings for the New Orleans Saints receiving core. Thomas, 90, Landry, 83, Hardy, 77, Alave, 76, Callaway, and Traquan at 76. For what it's worth, that is where they are. Speaking of the rookie, Chris Alave, he and the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Chargers, the Ravens, the Falcons, the Giants, and the Jets rookies report to training camp today. Veterans will report a week from today, again, a week from tomorrow, Saints' first training camp practice. Can't believe it. It is here. So the rookies are already over there at the airline facility going through their you know, conditioning tests probably, workouts, what have you, get you in. They, they like to put in the rookies ahead of time, get them acclimated, all that other stuff. So it's here, folks. Rookies for the New Orleans Saints. They are in the building along with those other teams. So excited about that. Coming up in hour number three, Sean Fox will join us. Maybe we'll hear from Ralph Marlborough in hour number two. I don't know. 1245, we'll hear from the graduate. He's got a couple of other stories here as well. Plus, throughout the show, we will hear from you. We'll hear from head coach Nick Saban, what he had to say earlier today here as well. Plus, a couple of other tidbits nationally. So, we'll touch on all of that and more. It's our number one of the sports hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Young here with John Conroy, the founder and owner of Pest Stop, your do-it-yourself pest control solution. What are we going to do about these fruit flies? 
Oh, dude, they are driving people nuts. My God, man. Yeah. What's it's, going on? Well, they're either drain flies or fruit flies. Okay. And whether you kind of need a magnifying glass to analyze the wing pattern to know the difference. It doesn't really matter. They're horrible. No. And you just can't go after the adults mm-hmm. because they're breeding in your drains. Mm. And it, and I'm not talking about throwing Clorox down your drain because right. that won't do anything. Right. You need to come see us. We'll put a foam that would foam the drains every night for five nights and that's how you get rid of them. So I know it to be true. I've bought it. I'm going to get some more. But if you're in the New Orleans area, how can you get some? Well, in Metairie, we're located at 3512 Severne Avenue next to the Pepper Mill. On the North Shore, we're at 1417 North Highway 190 in the same shopping center as Villarie's Florist. And on the West Bank, we're located at 2500 Lapalco, just past the Harvey Bridge. Because at Pest Stop, we can help you with that. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Plus, we're ready to deal on every vehicle in stock or online too at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Remember, we have the all-new Toyota Tundra, totally redesigned and ready for your summer plans. The kids are out of school, and you've got vacation plans. It's the perfect time for something new, and we want your trade, and we're paying top dollar. Greg's got the deal. South Hollywood Road in Homa. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It's been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S.com. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. That will be the phone line for you to get involved into the conversation here. As um, we will talk to Tim Grubbs here as buddy. Sorry, I thought I sent you the guest list here. Um. We have, again, some pretty interesting stories with baseball going into its all-star break tonight. And, I mean, or or actually the all-star game. And I I think one of the things that you look at is with the storylines that you have, as I mentioned, the teams that are... um, you know, lots of money, and then you have teams that aren't as well. As we welcome in the voice of the wind surge, Mr. Tim Grubbs, touch them all, uh, at Mr. Tim Grubbs, the way to follow on Twitter. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. How are things back with you? Doing well, man. I, I was going to kind of go, I was kind of over, let's try that again. I was going over the All-Star game yesterday in Soto and how, you know, Juan turned down 15 years, 444 or whatever it was, and I'm like, man, um, you know, it got me talking about the payroll, you know, the payroll. And, and remarkably, the teams at the top of it are either in first place or in contention. But it also is remarkable that there are some stories and storylines going into the second half of the season with, with teams that, that haven't. Seattle, let's start there. They have won 14 straight, currently the fourth best record in the AL at 51-42. and 42. What's changed there, man? Well, you know what, honestly, if you, and I hate to say this, but when you rewind the tape back to like April and you asked me who I thought would be a surprise team, Seattle was one of them because their, their farm system 
has had good pitching the last two or three years. So you could see it kind of coming. But then they got off to a terrible start in April, and that might have had a lot to do with they're just pretty young. But uh, they have figured it out. I, I think two things. One, they winning 14 in a row is incredible. So I don't care who you are or what your schedule strength is. It's tough for anybody to win 14 in a row. But So definitely a huge Huge break for them lately. But I also think being in the AL West in that division, especially the way the Angels have fallen off a cliff and some of the other teams, uh, Oakland is terrible. They're the worst team in baseball. That Seattle has a couple of things going for them and it, with strength of schedule, that they're playing a little bit of a lighter schedule than maybe, you know, uh, Toronto or Baltimore. Uh, you know, those teams that have to battle it out in the AL East. Right, but no, I mean they just got a lot of really good pitching, and I, you know, we all know this. Pitch, pitch, pitching is where there's a real big shortage in baseball, right? And if anybody that can pitch, I think is going to go a long way. So I think that certainly helps. I don't know if they will make the postseason, but you know, I, I and I didn't even realize how good they were playing as of late until you know I, I follow Ben McDonald. He's one of the follows, and and the former Tiger at Oriole pitchers like, hey, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and you know, he post, you know, some, they're eight and two in their last 10. They're at 546 and 46. The reason why I bring them up second in our conversation, Tim, they are dead last in Major League Baseball's payroll. 45 million. The Dodgers at first at 260. How remarkable is that they're even playing 500 baseball with the league's lowest payroll? It's incredible. I mean, Baltimore's a team that was what, 39 back of the fourth place team in the division last year. Right. <laughs> Not 39 <laughs> games back from first place. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. So, I mean, that's a, I mean, one, they felt they've been awful for years. So they've had high draft picks, but to, for them to be 500 at this point, I do, I do not think they have any chance of making the postseason. I, I kind of made a reference to Seattle a moment ago about how their strength of schedule is going to be easy the rest of the way because of who they play. I'm not saying easier. It's going to be easier. Where Baltimore, they've got games against Boston and New York and Tampa mm-hmm. and Toronto. You know what I mean? It's just going to be a hard way. But I think it's great to have a team like Baltimore improve. And I think it's good that, you know, these these cellar-dweller teams, you know, these teams that we constantly say, oh, you got a game, you have a series coming up against Pittsburgh or a series coming up against Cincinnati, that eventually you can see how some of these franchises turn it around. And obviously Baltimore, you know, is starting to show signs. You know, Adley Rutschman is a young catcher, was a number one pick a couple years years ago, and here he is doing well in the big leagues. And I think it's it's a good sign for baseball to have new storylines where you're not always talking about Cardinals and Yankees and whoever. You know, so those teams kind of stand out. And then, look, here's the thing. I get it's the Yankees. But the Yankees haven't been the Yankees in a while. And there's two reasons they're the storyline. Really, they're the top team in the AL with wins. And and Aaron Judge, man, I mean, again, you have one of their star players in that market on that team. And he hit a home run on Sunday to tie Roger Maris where he was heading into the All-Star break. So there's that storyline there. Can the Yankees win and Aaron, and Aaron Judge, who built, you know, um, I guess bet on himself, is making a push at, at, at Marison. And it's going to start maybe that conversation, right? The closer he gets 
on if he will be considered the real home run king if he tops him? Because I, I get the sense and feel that nobody sees Barry Bonds as the home run king. Nobody does, and if Aaron Judge gets there, then maybe it would. But then again, you maybe not. So maybe someone will point something out here. You know what I mean? But no, I do think that they would look at it that. You know, when you talked about Juan Soto turning down $450 million, where Aaron Judge turned down, not as much. But you wonder, you know, these guys, and that's family life-changing money. And it's, it's high risk to turn that stuff down. If Soto gets hurt tomorrow, I mean, he ends up with none of that. Um, and Aaron Judge, if something derails here in the second half, he's not going to end up with a fraction of what they offered him. But it's certainly looking like it's going to pay off for Aaron Judge because if he continues at this pace, uh, it's going to be incredible. Now, I, I do think Aaron Judge is the guy that he's, he's – New York loves him and the Yankees love him. But what if the Yankees say, no thank you, and he has to go to another team. I think it'd be worth him taking less to stay in New York to keep that high profile, to keep that image, than, you know, finding himself going to a city, you know, kind of that it won't, he won't have the same glamour effect. Because there's definitely something about putting Yankee pinstripes on, as much as I don't like them, or there's something about putting the Cowboy logo on that just automatically, you know, you project a little bit higher on a national scale even if those teams haven't won like they did back, you know, years ago. So that, it's going to be an interesting situation with him. And then with Juan Soto, I mean, hey, seeing him, you know, play so well last night in home run derby at Dodger Stadium, I have a feeling that Graf, that might be the first of many memories in L.A. for Juan Soto. Oh, because I have a feeling on. he you might have what? a Dodger uniform st- on. Tim, if the Dodgers sign, I'm just saying, if they sign him to, I mean, it's going to be at the point where literally you're going to have to, like, platoon star players because they have so many of them. Right. And they just have they just have such a farm system. And then the Dodgers oh, and the Nationals on. already have a relationship. That's where Scherzer <laughs> went. That's where Trey Turner went. You can already uh, see that there's a – I hope it doesn't happen. Stop. Well, the other thing about Juan Soto, he's not a free agent for two and a half more years. Wow. So just because that's in the highlight, just because that's in the news now, I don't think necessarily that they need to move him this month. Huh. Um, you know, they they could wait till a year from now, or potentially two years from now, before he's ever that's an crazy. unrestricted free agent. And that's, so, that's so much money committed, though, man. I mean, I don't know how that oh, helps way your too team much. or not. Yeah, and I mean, anybody that signs for fifteen years, I don't know why a team would want a fifteen-year deal I agree. out there. I agree. I, I don't want to sign 15 years with somebody. I mean, I, I would try to make that seven and cut it to two. I, I don't know. Look, again, you and I will never be in that situation, but, um. Our 15 year deals are not going to be anywhere near those 15 year deals. Yeah, no doubt. Well, look, the Dodgers went into the all-star break nine and one of their last 10. The Mets are there six and four. The Braves, I, I kind of feel, I, I kind of feel like it's a three-team race now. The Padres haven't got their star player back yet, right? So I, I mean, right. could, could it be a four-team race here? But can we have a New York, LA, NLCS? I think we could. I think you know it's amazing to me. Atlanta has stolen the headlines for what the last month, the way that they've played, and they've picked up like ten games in the standings. But let's also take into account that the Mets' two best starters haven't even pitched much in that stretch. So I do think the Mets, you know, are are getting healthier and are playing well. I think not that the Braves are going away, 
But no, I do think we could be heading towards a Mets, Dodgers, NLCS. But I wouldn't rule out Atlanta or San Diego. The Padres, although they fell off a cliff last year, I mean, they're playing pretty well without their best players. So if they can get him back and get him back to where he can play, you know, I think you're looking at four teams. Do I think the Brewers and Cardinals, you know, I mean, they'll make the playoffs, you know, and part of it makes me think two of them might. And the reason why I think both of them do is because they can beat up on the Cubs, Pirates, and Reds in the NL Central, which, you know, happens to be two of our favorite teams. So, But I just think their schedule is going to be a little bit more favorable, even though I don't think those two teams really will have a long play, you know, when it gets to the postseason. When I look at the rest of the other storylines here as well, obviously the battle in the AL, right, for MVP between Judge and Otani, who, again, we're going to be talking about, I guess, um, where he's going to be signing here. I mean, if you're turning down 400 million, what, what, what are you paying Otani here? Um, when he becomes available and things answer. But I, again, I think if I'm allowing myself to just look at what the season are, it, it has been a pretty interesting season so far in the first half. Would you say, I mean, look at pretty much like most of the teams in the AL East can make the playoffs. We, we mentioned the Mariners and the Orioles teams that don't maybe have that. Um, payroll or expectation level got in there. The NL, like I said, we touched on was just kind of essentially those, those races of those teams that kind of feels top heavy to me. But other than that, am I missing anything going into tonight's all-star game? I don't think, you know what I mean? Obviously the Yankees have stolen the headlines with how well they've played. And that's, you know, and as much as, you know, we might not like them, it's good for the game when the Yankees are a first place team, you know, People will watch. People will eyeball and watch those games just to root against them. And then, of course, they already have their huge fan base. But, no, I think it is. I think that's really the, the, the headlines. And it's the American League East is just an incredible division from top to bottom. The fact that the last-place team is 500 is, you know, shows you how well that whole division is. So, no, I think those are the headlines. And, you know, obviously – Two weeks from now, because I think the trade deadline is actually in early August this year. I think it's August right. 2nd, the way the calendar works. It's going to be interesting to see how the, the cards shuffle out. And, you know, and you'll see some of the small, the Cubs and Pirates and Oakland and whoever else trade away their players. And, and you know, and the rich will get richer, but we'll also see what some of these other teams do and see how they right. try to get better. Yeah. Um, how's your team doing? Because I, I want to say, like, most of the highlights that I've heard from you this season, I, I feel like you said touch them all a, a good amount of times this year. I think you said at least ten times, and he can touch them all, including the the Southern Miss so, kid who's been playing well. You know what's funny about our team, and, and, I, and I know people in New Orleans, you know, because of the way the ballpark played in New Orleans, it was such a big ballpark. I've had more walk-off home run calls <laughs> in a season and a half in New Orleans, in Wichita, that yeah. I had in 17 seasons at the Shrine on <laughs> That is that is a fact. Well, the the, <laughs> the air is thick, sir. I can t- I can attest I know to that by, by walking the dog every There's single morning and coming back. And my wife goes, "What is wrong with you?" I'm like, "Nothing's wrong with me. I'm just walking." And I know you've been to Wichita and you've made comments about the wind. And oh my gosh, people ask me where Dude, the name comes from. It's a joke. It is a windy city. Dude, it's, I mean, we were going out the hotel the last time the, the ladies played the Shockers there in the final game of the season, and you and I couldn't, like, push the door open to your car. I mean, like, it's right. It's windy. It's not just windy. It's gusts. I mean, it's, it's gusts. gusts. And if you play on the wrong day, you know, there, I mean, it, it works both ways. Yeah. Believe me, there are several games where there's no home runs because the wind is blowing in. 
but you know things do change and no but it's been fun uh the team's in first black in first place they've won right. six in a row going to the all-star break and we've had we had two players play in the major league baseball futures game the wow. other day out at dodger stadium and one of them hit a home run and matt walner southern mm-hmm. miss guy yep um so uh no it's been a lot of fun and uh they're, they're playing well and it's you know, obviously you get to this time of year it's just it's just great to be watching baseball so I bring it up, you know. We got some Southern Miss fans that listen here, including myself here. So, hey, quick question yeah, I forgot to ask you last week. Plenty of LSU guys that I see over the course, and uh, even a Tulane. In fact, I will see a Tulane guy on Friday with Cody Hook. You know what? Maybe we'll do that from now on. When when you talk to um, that early part of the report is maybe some guys locally that you've seen or anything from that nature. It's funny. I, I think I've told you this off radio. When I get on the broadcast, I, my heart and my brain automatically says former Tulane or former Southern Miss and then I'm like no one no one no one knows who that no one cares (laughs) you're in Kansas not Louisiana I'm in Kansas but I've been so programmed to point out that Hunter Fiducia you know I mean you know the names as I say them and I'm like oh he played at Nichols you know and And everyone's like what what is what is Nichols yeah where's where's Thibodeau What, what are you talking about um but no, we'll do that, man. Uh, moving forward here, I need ten seconds from you. Going rate for the tooth fairy. Oh, um, so my first, the first tooth that went away for Katie, she got a five dollar bill. Okay. Second one was a dollar with a new toothbrush. Okay, gotcha. Because uh, this one, it's at any minute, literally at any minute, the tooth fairy will visit. <laughs> well, good Ain't luck. that right, Carver? That's right, the tooth fairy. When is she coming? Exactly. He doesn't know. Thank you, Tim. Oh, Appreciate no. it. Thanks, Gus. Yeah, for sure. When we come back, we'll go to Lafayette, see what's going on in Acadiana. with Scott Prather from ESPN Lafayette next on ESPN New Orleans. If you want your car or truck to get the best treatment there is, there's only one place to go on the bayou, and that's Raceland Auto Center. Your vehicle is one of your most trusted and valued assets. When it starts to give you trouble, you want to take it to a place you can trust. At Raceland Auto Center, there are no appointments necessary, honest, reliable mechanics, and faster service. They'll also give you the small-town prices that the dealerships can't. Raceland Auto Center, 3913 Highway 308, where repeat customers become family. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in LaRose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Incumbent Worker Training has helped thousands turn jobs into careers. The Incumbent Worker Training Program has helped us to create knowledgeable, skillful, efficient employees. The program's always been outstanding. I think over the years as engineering and skilled labor tactics advance, we end up staying on the cusp of, of new things, new training. It definitely helps our employees grow in their craft skills. Learn more at laworks.net slash IWTP. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. We don't bring the phones in the bed anymore. In, in, the, in the bedroom anymore. We have a little a little bucket, and when you go into our room, like you literally put the phone in the little basket. Well, how do you ignore your family though? What do you mean? How What's do you family? ignore your family if you do, if you put your phone in the bucket? You mean like I'm focused on my family? Oh, oh, I see. Yes, I thought, I'm focused I see. on my actual. I, see. Family. I was wondering how you ignored what? your family if you don't have your phone. 
TJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Hi, right, welcome back. As always, appreciate the time Mr. Scott Prather gives us. ESPN Lafayette mornings, bright and early. Gets you over to work or whatever it is or the school, giving you the very latest. What's up, sir? How are you? What's going on, Gus? How's life? Doing well. I'm still on two ferry watch. Still on two ferry watch from a week ago. Um, did I, I forgot to ask you, didn't I? What, what's the going rate for, um, your, your, what? I forgot. Three, four, five kids. How many you got? I got three. And, um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know that as inflation hit me, I think yeah. uh, we had to cut back on the tooth fairy money there. Uh, cause you know, my son started to lose a few at once. <laughs> and so it might have started at like, you can get three or four dollars something now, two dollars a tooth. Two dollars a tooth. See, what I've gotten from everybody is that first tooth is special, so that's the one that I guess um, the tooth fairy decides to um, you know reward you for that first one, and then obviously it you know it 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 tapers down. I my only thing with that is is it a letdown though, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, should it be like, hey, the more it happens, you go the other way? I, I don't know. I'm just like, for me, if I started at, you know, being able yeah. to do a three-hour show, and then every day of the week I get down to five minutes, I like, I kind of feel let down. I mean, to be fair on, if I'm being completely transparent, Gus, <laughs> really, the going rate is just based on cash that we have on us in the house. <laughs> cash on hand. You know, yeah, exactly. I ain't giving them a 20. You know, there might be some change in the pillow for the next one because, you know, if I can't break a larger bill, you know, if they have a couple of ones, that's, that's what we're rolling with. I'm just, that's, Mine's that's negotiating. Really like, my, mine, he's into, like, Lego Star Wars right now, and he, he has told his teachers and, you know, his kids in class and camp over here that when the Tooth Fairy visits, um, it's not only money, but uh, but what else are you getting from the Tooth Fairy, by the way? Toys. Toys. Yeah. So, I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, what, I mean, I know Lamar Jackson just represents <laughs> well, He needs to get Carver to help him out. You know, they can negotiate. Together. Apparently, he's negotiated his own Tooth Fairy um, allowance. I, I, I'm not, oh, and I've also told you this off the air. I, I don't know how it came to be, but he's telling everybody that um, this December he'll be sick. So, apparently, Golden Birthday yeah. or something. Um, he's convinced. Yeah, oh, he's, yeah, that's right. yeah, that's yeah right. he's convinced. Where Where are you going for your golden birthday? Disneyland. Yeah, Disneyland. I did not know that that was happening. But apparently, what kind of shows is your kid watching? Is he watching the Art of the Deal? Is he watching? I, look, let me tell you something. He's I think watching Bluey. I think he hears ESPN, and I think he thinks I'm in Bristol. <laughs> I do not have that contract. I, <laughs> I just, definitely don't. Yes, I, I am not a national show. I, I He doesn't have that understanding just yet. I am definitely not adding commas to my paycheck just yet. I, I like um, this. I need him to represent me. Jeez, I, I, exactly. Well, you know, ratings, rankings, things of that nature, this is kind of where we are here. We only, you know, not even a week from the veterans reporting today, Scott Rookies report, which I, I love. I can't wait for this. Chris Olave, the Madden ratings, the all-important Madden ratings have come out. And for the Saints receiving core, Michael Thomas is 90, Landry 83, Deontay Hardy 77, Olave 76, Callaway and Traquan 74. 
Uh, Alave's part of the rookie class here as well. I'm really excited to sort of see what he can provide this year. I love seeing him in the Jameis Winston minicamp video that came out on Friday. He's been working out per Michael Thomas's Instagram stories with him. All I've seen is since this kid got drafted, he's either been with Michael Thomas or Jameis Winston or at the facility. I, I like that. Yeah, I, I think he's got a few things going for him. Um, if he had been a rookie last year with that disaster of receiving core the Saints had after injuries and everything else, I think it, it would have been a lot would have been put on him. Coming back, you know, being a rookie the year Michael Thomas appears to be on schedule to return, uh, and Jarvis Landry, and just a lot of other additions. I think he's got a spotlight, but it's not like a microscope. And I think that's good for a rookie, especially a first-round pick, especially one that plays that position. Um, you know, Robert Meacham kind of got away with, I don't say got away with, but, you know, a lot of folks forget about how bad of a draft pick that was for a few years. You know, he, he, was, he wasn't good enough to get on the field his rookie year. And he was a first-round pick. And they needed some help and depth. And, and, right. and you know, in 08, he played a little bit, not much. And then in 09, he had his best season ever. And it happened to coincide with the Saints winning the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. a lot of highlights from it and the beach around and all that. And so he's, he's remembered in a very good light. But my point is, I don't think in 2022, Alave can have a Robert Meacham start. And I, I also don't think there's this microscope uh, that there is they on a Davenport for different reasons, which we've talked about in the past. Of Man, this guy better get it together. He better say, oh, he better do this. Right. Like I, For a first-round wide receiver, I'm not saying there's no pressure, Gus. There's pressure. But we can look back to other many, 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 many other rookies that the Saints have drafted in the first round that seem to have a bigger microscope, a bigger spotlight, and more pressure going into their rookie year than Alave. And I think that's good for him. He can just go out there. He doesn't have to be the primary guy. And, and uh, you know, Dante Stallworth had a great start to his rookie year. Yeah. Now, folks maybe remember, you know, more things later in his career, but really good start there. And, you know, it, I think the Saints, outside of, you know, Joe Horn back then, there wasn't a great receiving core. I think Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, what they have on paper now is, is better than what yeah. they had, you know, Dante's rookie year. So I, 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 I'm expecting a ninth season from Olave. I think he's going to do good. I don't know that he's going to have a ton of touches, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I say a ton. He's he's going to be fine. I, 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 I'm with you. I'm excited to see him. But I like the situation for him as far as starting his career. I think it's a really good spot for him. That's interesting. So would you say Trevor Penning perhaps has more pressure than Olave? Yes, and I think he's he's the left tackle. If he gets a hold, if he, you know, and he's raw. Um, but I do think there's more pressure there because Armstead is gone. And, you know, I go, he's competing with James Hurst. I just, Trevor Pitney's in there and struggling. I think it's a lot more glaring. Now, look, if Olave drops passes or can't get on the field, I mean, I, if it went really, really bad, then yeah. But I just, he's just got to be good. He doesn't have to be great. If he's good, if he makes, if he's Dante Starworth, Dante's rookie year, Oh, I mean, they're going to be a lot of jerseys all over the place. I really believe that. Um, for pinning, it's kind of like if you don't notice them, then that's a good thing. But if he gets noticed, 
that means he's going through, which is understandable. I mean, he's a rookie coming from you know, an FBS school, um, and he's at left tackle. But I feel like his mistakes maybe magnified a little bit more, and that might surprise people because you know, if a receiver drops the ball, oh, well, that's obvious. But I don't think a lot of he's going to drop a lot of passes. You know, and I think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna get double coverage. I, I feel like he is. He's in a really nice spot that a lot of first round picks don't. You know, don't usually get to find themselves in. Let me ask you finally as we wrap up with Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette. Scott mimics a way to follow him over on Twitter. The Jameis minicamp video, uh, as I referred to it, man, I loved it. I, I love played it yesterday on the air a ton to hear him kind of give those speech. I was just still surprised by some of the comments out there that. Think it's phony. Think that you know, um, aren't buying it, or you know, they find it funny, or whatever it is. I, I, I just wonder, like, if it's another quarterback, any other quarterback, or even Baker. Look, he's trying to lead. It's Josh Allen. Look what the leader is. If it was Drew Brees, I mean, I'm, look, Andy Dalton's in the video. You saw most of the Saints receivers there, Alave and Landry. You saw Crawl the tight end, like the guy held. You know, film study footage and yeah. stuff. I mean, I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of Breeze actually doing that. I, I know he threw maybe to a receiver or two, but I, I don't know. I, I, I was just kind of surprised by some people not, quote unquote, not buying what I'm I, seeing. I, I guess I wasn't surprised. Like, two things for me. One, it's not disingenuous. It's not. It's, that is good. 100%. I don't think there's anything disingenuous about it. Two, let's be honest, guys. If a video came out of Jameis and he was doing that with Tampa Bay or Atlanta, Saints fans would, would laugh and say it's funny. I mean, that's that's a fact. Um, I, I don't know what it is about Jameis. He is, he is kind of a funny guy, even when he doesn't mean to be. Um, and that's okay. Like, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't think his teammates are sitting there at that thing laughing about it. I mean, I, I feel like they're into it. They're in it and they should be. And I don't think it's fake or phony or anything like that. But, you know, it, it's, the reality is, you know, when he was eating the W in Tampa, all Saints fans are making fun of him. And when he's eating the W behind Drew after the okay. Sunday night okay. beat down of the Bucks in 2020, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's beautiful, it's funny, it's amazing, it's all this stuff. I mean, let's let's just at least be real about the fans. So I, I think, on one hand, I'm not surprised that people would say, "Oh man, I could listen to Jameis talk all day; it makes me laugh or it makes me smile." Uh, but for some folks that suggest he's not being genuine about it, I, I think right. that's ridiculous. The guy's the guy is the guy is authentic. Um and I, I I just don't know how anybody could look at him and think he's he's putting anything on. I think he's about as some would say sometimes he's authentic to a fault, right? Mm-hmm. But right. I love that about right. him. And so you know, he wants, he's not afraid to put himself out yeah. there. Drew was very, to, Drew was very guarded like and cautious and very well aware of what he said, when he said it, how he said it. Very image conscious. Right. Jameis doesn't care about <laughs> image. I don't. I mean, I, I think he does. You bring like up a good point though, because if that's like, the video and he's a Buccaneer, there yeah. absolutely would be Saints fans crushing him going, I, I can't sure. wait for the pick. Can't, Lattimore can't sure. wait for his first pick of the year. Right. You're right. right. You're right. absolutely right. They would. Right. They'd be crushing him. Yep. You know, he's not, he doesn't care about <laughs> the media image. He's just himself. <laughs> and it, it's funny sometimes. I mean, yeah. it is. But I, you know, I, I, I like the guy. I'm rooting for him, man. I, I, I legitimately am rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. You know? Yeah. 100%. Hey, bottom line, if he plays well, our shows will be better. So come on, James. Oh, yeah. Let's let's get it. It's one way or the other. If it's disastrous, we get calls. 
Or, you know, if it's kind of in between, uh, we still get it. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I get it. And and I think so much of the season is going to hinge on him and, and completing those short to intermediate passes. And I feel like a lot of other things will just kind of fall in line and happen. But he, uh, if, he has a, if he has a good season, the Saints have the potential to have a great season. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he has an average season, you know, I, I – you got the defense. You got the special teams. You got some playmakers at receiver now. You've got Kamara. Hopefully, he's not suspended for too long. You know, you've you've got uh, I think a good offensive line. We'll see about Trevor Penning and for James Hurst. We talked about that, but you've got the pieces. I mean, what do you have the quarterback? And as Jameis goes this season, I really think the same season will follow suit. I hear you. Thank you as always, man. Appreciate the time. I'll let you know if the Tooth Fairy pays a visit. Well, Carver, when's the Tooth Fairy coming, bud? Okay, no answer. That's good. He's, he's negotiating. That's his he tactic. He's negotiating. Give me a little sly, <laughs> sly smile there, too, as well. Thank you, bud. Appreciate the uh, time. All right, brother. Bye, Carver. <laughs> there he goes. Uh, we come back. We will see how the graduate is up to. A couple of tidbits here as well. Oh, we come back with Sports Hangover and ESPN New Orleans. <laughs> Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our Simply Free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. It's Gus Kattengell with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or Bienview on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams. You'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. Jordan, the graduate. Hello, sir. How are you this afternoon? 
I'm doing well. I was just talking to Carver. I thought he took over the show for a second. I thought he was going to be uh, interviewing he me. Seemed, just... He seemed very comfortable sitting in front of the MacBook here, just ready to go. Yeah. He showed me that his tooth is literally almost out. He told it's me that right he was there. trying to take it out at school. Yeah. Told me that he lost the car that he's been trying to find. Yeah, apparently. Very great insight. He, he, he understands I'm, like, on the air and working. That said, he consistently asks me, like, can you help me find this? I'm like, I... I have three minutes. Like, I don't have time to do that. Like, most of those breaks are, you know, helping him. And as you know, I, I literally just got my bottled water, and I started the show 52 minutes ago. Oh, August 11th, man. August 11th, first day back in school. <laughs> August 11th, dude. Um. Anyway, did you watch the Home Run Derby yesterday? I saw some of the highlights. I saw that the balls were actually autographed yeah. by some. I thought that was a really cool idea. I never thought about that before. I don't know if they've done that in the past, mm-hmm. but that was the first time that I've ever seen that. And I thought that was a really cool added touch for fans that were actually at the stadium. Yeah, no doubt. For sure, that was cool. Um, it was interesting to see a lot of those were former home run derby champions and such. And, you know, Paul Holes was in there back in Fort Soto and he had the lead for a bit in Soto who wound up winning. Almost didn't get out of the round with pull holes if he didn't have that extra minute of bonus overtime that allowed him to pass, you know, pull holes uh, and do that there as well. I remember when I was a kid, dude, I don't think you were born. There used to be like a home run derby show. It was like in black and white or something. I mean, I had to have like these great hitters. It'd be like at Wrigley Field or whatever, and they would do that. Do you remember? You'll know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah, there used to be like home run derby shows. You know, it was like, Two star players at a at a ballpark, you know, and they would like battle each other, um, which was kind of cool. Are, are you going to watch tonight the Major League Baseball All Star Game? Be honest. I, gonna... I, you know what, I'm going to attempt to, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's not one of my top priorities right now. That's kind of what I said today. I was like, look, I, you know, I, I will put it on. The game starts at seven. I can tell you, and you know this from knowing me for now six years, seven years, um, at 7 p.m. it's dinner for him. Like the bath is 6.30 to 7, 7 to 7.30, hurry up and eat. We're brushing our teeth, 7.30, that door is closed. You better be sleeping by 8. Then, you know, I'll pour a glass of wine. <laughs> I'll ask my <laughs> wife how she did. It's now 8.15, 8.20. We'll decide to, do we eat now or do we have another glass of wine? So around 8.30 will probably be when I actually change it from the Disney Junior Channel to Fox and watch the game. Because of that, I, I like I said, I, I, I my Cubs are done, you know, with 2025 maybe. I, I, but there are some interesting storylines to it, and it has actually been a... Good first half, I think, for Major League Baseball, considering, you know, where it started, when there was going to be a strike and it wasn't going to be played on time and he started late because of, you know, um, you know, spring training and all of that, Jordan. When you think of you have teams like the Mariners and the Orioles and you have teams that, you know, don't have high payrolls and they're doing that, the Yankees are the Yankees. It's always good to sort of see them, you know, play well. But most of the teams in the AL East can be a playoff team. You know, in the NL, your Atlanta Braves, right? That's your team. You still root? Oh for yeah, them? that's 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 my guy. Those are my guys. The, the, those are your guys, exactly. Uh, you know, they're third best in the NL. 
Grass Dodgers cheating along at, in first place. I mean, all those different aspects of it. I mean, I, I do think there's a lot of, I'll say this. I know more storylines this year. I think that's not that's following definitely fair it. To... You know, don't you like, don't you feel like you at least know one or two things that's happened in the first half of the major league baseball season and you don't know? Absolutely. It? It's, it's one of the things that we talked about, you know, earlier today before the show started. I mean, just from contracts. Um, I know just everything that's been going on. We've talked about this, you know, for the past couple of weeks, just baseball with the lucrative contracts that are being, you know, either shot down or being, you know, offered or trades during the off season. I think I've caught up, kept up more with off season, you know, trades or where guys are going to, um, in major league baseball than I have in any other season. So I, I just find it pretty interesting, but at the same time, I feel like there's something a little bit off with, uh, with the league in general. I'm going to just start off next hour with what Nick Saban had to say specifically on mega conferences and things of that nature, NIL and everything. You know, it's crazy. I, I told you we're going to maybe cover it this year, and I know you're leaving us here on the 8th, but um, I, I don't you feel like the SEC West in particular is like the real housewives? Like even, you know, with Napier to Florida changing there of a guard and you know, you have Kirby with Georgia, but they're they're kind of guarded. I, it's just they're different, right? Like the SEC West, it's literally the real housewives. I mean, the Pirate in Mississippi State, <laughs> Jimbo and Saban. I mean, you know, Brian Kelly with his accent and dancing, you know, dancing. Auburn's a joke. I, it just really is. Like you can you can cover it. I think differently. I, I, I'm going to cover it like that. Like just storylines, just pressers going bananas or things of that nature, man. I, I don't know. I, when, when you look at the upcoming season and especially the SEC season, what do you expect? Do, do, do you think it's just bamming everybody else or do you think like Pittman and no. the Hogs and everybody else can, can, you know, make some noise? I think Florida is definitely going to make a lot of noise I this do year. Too. I do too. Um, I think it's going to be a lot more competitive this year, but again, I'm still on that bandwagon of saying, hey, I like that players are getting NIL, like that they're able to make some money off their name, image, and likeness. But at the same time, you see some of these guys getting $11 million just, you know, to play a couple seasons out of school. Right. And if I'm another player that's putting in as many hours as you, maybe even more hours than you, and I'm not seeing that kind of benefit, I'm definitely going to, you know, that's that's going to bother you at some point whether that be the first year, second year, but at some point over the course of your college career, that's going to aggravate a few players that have been there. Cause think about it. Seniors that are been playing with the program and an incoming freshman comes in, right. makes way more money than you. I think it could, you know, cause some problems, but I think this upcoming year, I think it's going to be really, really fun in the sec. And I know Nick Saban and a couple other coaches in the sec. We're talking about it, obviously sec media uh, day. Um, a lot of them were just talking about maybe adding an 18th or 20th team mm. to the SEC. So I thought it was some kind of interesting takes um, that are going to be talked about here for the next couple of years. Well, Notre Dame will be um, the key, right? Like no- Notre Dame will be a key as to whether or not there will be more expansion in the SEC. I mean, that, that's what it boils down to. And I want to open up next hour with it, Jordan. If I, if you can, I, I'll keep you on. Yeah. Cause sure. I want to ask you, because I think it targets you. My question targets you because I think the answer 
to the question I'm going to lead off next hour with is going to be different for people my dad's age, people that are even my age, and I definitely think it's going to be different with people your age. And you'll get what I'm getting at. You have no idea what I'm coming with, and I'll do it when we come back. So Sports Hangover Hour 2 next. Jordan and Goose coming up. Don't go anywhere in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.